there and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DePuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. We just got back from vacation and it was amazing. We've all been kind of down and out since we came home because you know it's hard to transition back from vacation and we just had a wonderful time. So anyway, I thought I was so ahead of myself before we went away uh, last week and I recorded a podcast on the topic I'm about to speak on and got it up early, scheduled it out. So while I was away, I didn't have to do any work. I scheduled all my posts for Facebook and so it may have looked like I was on, but I really wasn't. Sorry. (laughs) I was on vacation. Um, So anyway sent out a newsletter with a new podcast episode. Lo and behold, while I was away, this podcast episode was going out and it was not the correct file. Tried to fix it when I realized that um, the file wasn't correct. It was the wrong episode. And guess what? Everything I recorded was gone. It's out there somewhere in cyberspace, I guess. But anyway, I am going to re-record our topic from last week. So here I was sending out this podcast episode and saying this is the one thing you need to do, not do in your homeschool. And when you listen to the file, it was not the one thing you do not need to do in your homeschool. So I apologize for that so much. But, you know, here I am, just a mere little human trying to uh, keep up with life. And sometimes life and technology gets away from us. So I am going to re-record this episode tonight on the one thing that I think that you need not do in your homeschool. It is one thing that if there's really anything out there you should listen to me on, it would be this. I mean, I say all the time when I speak at homeschool conventions and when I speak with um, families, you know, I'll say, do not listen to me. You know, that may sound funny. Here you are a homeschool speaker and you're speaking at a convention and you're telling everybody in the audience not to listen to you. But what I mean by that is ultimately you can glean information from what I have to say, or basically I usually just share my experiences and hope that the experience I have had can encourage someone out there. So, you know, you can glean from me and you can take little tidbits here and there, but ultimately any decision that you make, whether it be in life or in homeschool, needs to be between you and God. So I always say, ultimately listen to him and not me. But I'm going to actually break that rule a little bit tonight and say that I would really hope that you would listen to this piece of advice, that there is one thing that is an absolute detriment, not just in your homeschool, but in life. And it is a detriment not just to you, but it can be for the whole homeschool community. It's that big of a deal. So what is it? What is this one thing? Well, the one thing I truly believe that can just, um, you know, really be a detriment to your homeschool is the comparison trap. And so many of us can fall into this comparison trap. We can be actually on both sides of it. We can be the one that's always comparing. And sometimes we can actually be the comparee, (laughs) if that's even a word. But um, 
we can be on both sides of it. And I see that both sides of it don't feel very good because I have been on both sides of it. I've been on the side where people are like, oh, how do you do it all? And you must, you know, be superwoman. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not superwoman, but I serve a super God. And I choose to follow him. And he does supply all that I need to do the things that I need to do that he wants me to do. And I've written a, a post all about that. You can find that on Simply Living for Him. But, you know, it's hard to be on that side because I think, why are people looking to me and what I do? You know, um, we all are called to different areas of life, whether it be your ministry or your work or how you raise your family. Ultimately, all of those decisions are between you and God. And then, of course, I've been on the side of doing the comparing and I would say in my early years of homeschooling, I was headed down the wrong path because I was truly looking at what everybody else was doing and not focusing on what God wanted me to do in my homeschool and what God's purpose was for our family. The bottom line is God has a unique purpose for each family. Isn't that exciting? My purpose in my family is not the same as yours. And each family may have a different journey in order to fulfill the purpose. For instance, there's a whole slew of ways to homeschool out there, right? Different methods and styles. When I first started homeschooling, I thought I had to sort of latch on to a certain way of doing homeschool. You know, we all had to dress alike and play an instrument and do all, you know, all these like stereotypical things you get in your mind of what a homeschool family, you know, I put that in quotes, homeschool family looks like. A homeschool family looks like just like any other family out there. But a homeschooling family, most of all, needs to look like what God has intended that particular family to look like. And our job is to seek after him and find out what that is, how he wants us to look and not try to copy someone else's family or someone else's way of homeschooling or someone else's style of homeschooling. If you asked me right now what my style or my method was, we're all over the place. You know, we're on our 11th year and I've decided what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, we kind of are a big mix of all different things. And I can't really just pinpoint one style. Some families are extremely traditional and they'll, you know, basically do exactly what a school would do, but do it at home. Some families are very loosey-goosey or um, unschooling. Some families fall somewhere in the middle. That would be us. We can be loosey-goosey. We can be sort of uh, scheduled, but we're, we're pretty somewhere in the middle in the end. Some families are following the Charlotte Mason style. Others are very classical. All of these ways are fine. One may work for one family and one may work for another. But ultimately, the decision has to come between you and God of what style or what method you're going to choose. And ultimately, his purpose will come through the journey that takes you there. So, for instance, like I said, some families may be you know, quite classical and they follow that method. And that is the journey that God has put them on. And that may work very well for that family but it may not work well for another family. So we can't compare at all. It's
it's truly like comparing apples and oranges. So we are blessed to have an abundance of choices, and we should really seek after God on those decisions and not after what everyone else is saying or doing, because we don't answer to them. We answer to God. It's very easy as a homeschooling family to want to copy someone else's way because I think deep down, at least for me in the early years, I felt so inadequate in what I was doing because quite honestly, I had no idea what I was doing, but I felt so inadequate that I was constantly feeling like I had to measure up to what other people's children were doing. Like my children should be doing what their children are doing and that's how I'll know that I'm successful. Looking back, that was a huge detriment because my family is not to be measured against another family, but only to be measured against, again, what God wants for our family and what his standards are. Even within my family and within our children, we have children that um, are so incredibly different that it would just make no sense to compare them even against each other. I have one who excels in various subjects. I have one who struggles in various subjects. I mean, if you look back, we have four children. If I look back at when they all learned to read, it was completely different. Yet the end result has been fine. They're all the same now that they're older. You know, we laugh at um, when I look back and think what a big deal I thought it was when, say, my third grader was not loving reading because I thought, well, all homeschoolers are supposed to love reading. I mean, all homeschoolers are supposed to be busy with their nose in a book all the time and loving books and devouring books and reading a book in an hour. And my child wasn't doing that and had no desire to do that. And it felt shameful to me. Like, I can't let anyone know that we don't love reading. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, it's so silly. By the way, that child now does love reading, but I have other ones who don't, and that's okay. You know, I look at my husband and I, he is very artsy, very creative. He owns his own graphic design business. He can look at things in such a way. It's such a gift that I can't. I mean, he's just, he, see thing, he sees things, he's artistic. I can't even draw a stick figure, okay? So he's, you know, greatly talented in art. Guess what? He doesn't like to read, and that's not his thing. Guess what? He doesn't like to speak in front of people. But guess what? I do. I enjoy speaking at conventions. I write books. We are completely different. I can't draw a stick figure. He is very artistic. He is very successful in what he does, and he's following after God in everything he does, including his career, and that's success, right? So I don't look at him and say, oh, well, you know, he's not successful. He's not language-oriented or writing-oriented or, oh, my goodness, do you hear that in the background? Those are my guineas. They are outside my door squawking. I don't know if you can hear that. I'm sorry <laughs> on the podcast, but they don't get it that I'm in here recording. So anyway, I apologize if you hear them, but you can also laugh with me that that's life here on Love's Farm. Anyway, um, so yeah, he is, you know, completely wired differently, but yet completely successful. And that, like I said, most importantly, successful because he's following after God in all that he does. So we are all wired differently. So then why do we feel like we need to measure up 
with what other kids are doing. You know, one of the reasons we choose to homeschool is because of the freedom that our child doesn't have to be lumped into a class with 25 other children where they have to keep up or they may feel that they're bored or they may start falling through the cracks because they can't keep up. The freedom of homeschooling is that they can go at their own pace. But very quickly, early on in the homeschooling years, I started to feel like I needed my kids to measure up to what the other kids were doing. Instead of letting them learn at their own pace, which is one of the beauty uh, beauties of homeschooling. So that was a huge detriment to me. I wasn't allowing God to show me his purpose and his plan for our family because I was too worried about if our family looked like another homeschooling family, if we were fulfilling that pretty much typical stereotype of a homeschooling family. And you know what? In God's eyes, he has such a unique purpose. Thankfully, over the years, I have realized that now, that our family is completely unique. The way that we do things is not going to be like everybody else. And as long as I'm following him and seeking him, that I have no need to look and see what others are doing. Now, I know, of course, there's many people who say, well, we must keep up with the standards academically of the schools and especially for college and all that. And yes, there are certain standards and academics we do need to keep up with. So I'm not saying that it's okay to just, you know, not keep up with um, grade levels and things like that. But there is a large part of it that, we do need to let our children learn at their own pace. And of course, if God is leading your child to go to college and to do those things after schooling, then there will be certain standards you need to keep up with, definitely. But what I'm saying is when we are so wrapped up and consumed with trying to fit our child into a mold that God didn't make them to fit into, they may not be academically inclined in that way then we're just following after the world and we're not following after God. I believe that God will show us our plan for our children. It could be completely different than my plan, you know. I would love for my daughter to stay close at home when she graduates from homeschool in just a very few short years. But if God chooses, I and I've told her this, we've talked about this. I told her that you need to start praying and seeking after what, you know, the plan is after high school about what is his plan for you and not just what you want to do. Because ultimately, our desire will line up with his the closer we are to him. Our will will line up with his will and our desires will become what he desires for us. But I can't say, oh, I want her to be home because that's very selfish. What if God wants to take her around the world to be a missionary or God has some big plan for her to be somewhere else in the country doing something that is his plan. I have to be in line with his plan above my own comfort. And that's a hard pill to swallow as a parent. But ultimately, that's what we want for our children. The comparison trap is such a detriment. Like I said, it was for me in the early on years because I was constantly trying to keep up with um, what everybody else was doing and not seeking after what God was doing. But also, it was just a detriment to me mentally because I always felt that I was inadequate 
and that everybody else was doing these things perfectly. And when I was looking around my house, we were falling apart. <laughs> so it's very important that we understand when we are looking at what someone else is doing, generally we're not seeing the full picture. And if any of you have listened to me speak or read any of my books, you know I'm all about keeping it real and showing people the good, the bad, the ugly. And not celebrating the bad and the ugly, not celebrating the messes, but admitting to them and being real and then working through those messes with God and letting him grow you through the difficulties. So being real isn't about just celebrating messes and saying, oh, my house is a disaster and it's okay and I'm being real and I'm keeping it real. It's saying my house is a disaster, things are falling apart, and I need a savior to help me today through this. I need a savior every minute of my life to help me through this. And admitting that you can't do anything good apart on your own, you know, without the Lord. So we must be real with each other, but we also must be in relationships that are authentic and helping each other out of those messes. A comparison trap can really be a detriment to the homeschool community as a whole because we are set apart and we are not supposed to look like the world. And the world celebrates this kind of envy and jealousy and hypocrisy and all that stuff. But we are Christians and we are called to love one another, to laugh when another laughs, to cry when another cries, you know, to rejoice when another is rejoicing. And there are many people out there in the world that secretly hope their friends fail because it makes them feel better about themselves or secretly hope their friend's child fails because it makes them feel better about their own inadequacies. And that is not a godly or a biblical relationship. We are to be celebrating when our friends are having accomplishments or their children are having accomplishments. We should be celebrating along with them. There is no room for envy or jealousy in a godly and biblical relationship with another Christian. And we should never feel like deep down, oh, well, you know, their child didn't do so good, but mine, or do so well, but mine did. And, you know, that's, that puffs me up. That, there is no room for that in our biblical relationships. And we have to really squelch that kind of sin when we see that creep in. And also, when somebody is having a hard time, we need to go in there and lift them up and encourage them and walk beside them. Because if we aren't honoring God in our relationships, then we're not truly living out the way that God wants us to be brothers and sisters in Christ. We should be unified and we should be as one. And like I said, in the world, you will find all kinds of drama and jealousy and envy and deceit and hypocrisy. And that's almost normal and accepted in those worldly relationships. But we are called to be different. And we should never feel envious or jealous of somebody else's family. We should never be coveting what someone else has. And, you know, it, it can go from homeschooling, but beyond homeschooling and in life. It can be in a person's home. We can covet what a person's home looks like. We can covet basically anything. We can covet um, 
things, but we can also look at other people's children and say, oh, their children are excelling or they're doing great in sports or they're doing great in school and my children aren't doing as well. And that ends up really causing us to sin because we're not looking at the unique blessing that God has created for our family. Maybe your child isn't good at sports. Maybe that's not what God created them to do. But what did God create them to do? What is the unique purpose for that child's life and ultimately for your family? There is no room for us to let those sins creep in when we look at somebody else's um, things and want them or how their children are doing in school or whatever it may be. There's just no room for it. You know, everybody has a different purpose. I love to write and speak and I'm, I'm you know, desiring to uh, continue ministering in this way. But there are people out there that that is completely not what God created them to do. They were created maybe to go be a missionary somewhere or they were created to go be uh, in the workplace or whatever it is, you know, outside of the home workplace, because we all work inside our homes, whether it's a paid job or not. But there's so many different purposes out there. And we can't all be the same. That would be boring, right? God created us all to be so different. And we should celebrate that rather than trying to copy or covet what someone else is doing. And like I said, I mean, it sounds like strong words, but I really think it's a detriment to your own homeschool and to the homeschooling community as a whole when we act like the world and we compare and we fall into that trap. Our eyes need to be so focused on Jesus that we don't even have time to worry about what everybody else is doing because we are so focused on him and what he wants for our family that we don't even have time to try to compare because we are so fixed on what is his plan for our family. And that is the ultimate goal, I think, for our homeschool, and it should be for our homeschool community. If we are all so focused on him, we aren't it's not, I don't, use, I don't want to use the phrase, like I said before, we don't care what other people are doing, because of course we care, but it's that we don't look at what other people are doing and fall into that comparison, where we don't look at, you know, we are so fixed on him that we don't even feel the need to try to measure up to others, because we know that we answer to an audience of one. You know, it kind of reminds me of when my children were babies, and especially my firstborn, when I had my first baby. So here I was, new mom, feeling totally inadequate, and joined a local mom's group, you know, just for stay-at-home moms. And what do we all do when we get together, new moms with new babies? Compare. Compare what everybody else's baby is doing, right? I can remember, you know, talking about whose baby was sleeping through the night, whose baby was eating well, whose baby was growing or, you know, putting on the pounds, whose baby was walking first, whose baby was talking first, all of those milestones, right? And we would all kind of put so much stock into whose baby was doing what. I mean, it wasn't like you said it out loud, but inside you were thinking, oh, their baby's walking. My baby should be walking or, you know, uh, their baby's sleeping through the night. Why isn't my baby sleeping through the night? And it was like we put our worth in what our baby was doing or wasn't doing or we put our um, 
success as a new mom and what our baby was or wasn't doing. And really, those things are a child developing at their own rates. They're just basically milestones. And it really didn't have much to do with what we were doing, you know, when our child decided to walk and talk and all those things. But I look at it now and I'm like, who cares, right? As adults, do we walk around saying, yeah, I walked at 10 months. Yeah, I slept through a night at six weeks, you know? These aren't things that define us. But I can remember it was like all I thought about when I had a new baby. So I kind of laugh at that because, you know, that's what we do as moms. We sort of put, like I said, our worth in what our child is doing or isn't doing or what another person's child is doing or isn't doing. Your worth has nothing to do with what your child is or isn't doing or somebody else's child is or isn't doing. Your worth comes from Jesus, right? And once you know that, it sets you free from defining yourself based on somebody else and their accomplishments or what they are doing or aren't doing. Now, I use those examples of the baby as just to be silly, but really, that's basically what we can do even with homeschooling. So I am encouraging you all out there today, if you are falling into the comparison trap, if you have seen yourself, you know, starting to constantly um, compare your children or your school, homeschool or whatever it is to others, focus on what God wants for your family. Remember that he has called you to a unique purpose. Just like the Bible says, we are all different parts working together as one. Decide what is your part. What is God calling you to do to glorify him? We're not about glorifying ourselves or even our children. We are glorifying him. So how does he want you to raise your family? How does he want your homeschool to look so that you can fulfill your purpose and glorify him ultimately? All of us have a unique job to do, and in the end, we will all be honoring him and glorifying him, and that is our purpose. So I encourage you, if you are falling into the comparison trap, take it to the Lord. Ask him to help you. Ask him to set you free from that sin comparison, and ask him to keep your eyes set on him and his standards alone. And like I said, as a homeschooling community, we need to focus on not comparing because the homeschooling community has eyes on us all the time. And we are not to look like the world. We are set apart and we have a higher purpose that we want to glorify God. So we want to look different. We don't want to look like the world in those relationships where people are you know, causing drama or have envy and all that. We are working together with love at the center of our relationships and with Jesus at the center of our relationships. The homeschooling community can look amazing and honor God and glorify Him as a community when the world looks at us and sees how we behave. So let's stop the comparison. End it now. If you say, I just can't stop, then take it to him. Only the Holy Spirit can help you overcome these things. Take it to the Lord and seek him. With that, I'm going
going to end this podcast for tonight. But I would encourage you, if you have um, any input on this, to head over to the Facebook page and let's keep the conversation going. Comment on this this post. Um, Visit the blog at simplylivingforhim.com. You can email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com anytime. I love to hear from my readers. So um, also, just a reminder, there are early bird tickets available for our Simply Living For Him retreat next summer. Uh, You can go over to the blog and um, purchase your ticket. There are also sessions available. You can download the MP3s from the previous retreat this past summer, and you can hear my sessions there. So click on the menu bar at the top of the uh, um, the uh, simplylivingforhim.com blog page, and you can see uh, at the top the menu for retreat. You can click on that and buy your tickets or download your sessions. And I would love to see you there. It is just an amazing time. We had the best time ever. Uh, What I talked about in this podcast with women, you know, the relationships, honoring God, looking different, that's exactly what we did. It was an amazing time of sisterhood. We learned about simplifying. We talked about getting rid of clutter, but the sisterhood and the fellowship was really special. And I'm so looking forward to next year being even bigger and better than this year. So thank you again for joining me for this podcast. And until next time, I wish you blessings and joy.